Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Least trouble on my mind. So I'm bidding farewell, putting in my notice, and I'll see you at another time. This highway does not know my name, and I don't care. No, oh, I don't not care. even Heading my way for another place, and I got. To the hooker here. Just a white line gypsy getting out of Mississippi with just enough gas to keep there. Low budget live, the not so live variety from the low budget live bar and grill in beautiful rainy old Tennessee, southern middle Tennessee to be exact. You bunch of low lifers, and I hope you are all thawing out out there. Wherever you may live now, you need an arc to get where you are going. And uh, we went from, you know, the kids were out of school for like eight days because of snow and ice. And now they're out of school because of flooding. It's ridiculous as I record this today. And this is the podcast for Monday, January 29th, 2024. The last Monday of January. We're clicking on by with the months and entering into February, and that's when I start to get excited about bass fishing every single year, and uh, I'm ready for it. I'm ready for it. Did get a dose, a little dose of it, the Alabama Bass Trail, the ABT 100 there on Logan Martin. I told y'all last week that I was recording early because we had to postpone until Sunday instead of Saturday, and it was a balmy 14 degrees 
at takeoff. And when I tell you that was cold on this old redneck, uh, so many of y'all watched. She had record, record numbers. And uh, I like to take all the credit for that. But uh, no, record numbers for ABT 100 coverage, all of her Alabama Bastrol coverage. Thousands of people tuned in. It was awesome. Uh, so many of y'all commenting on live. And uh, I greatly appreciate it. I saw a lot of low lifers. I had a lot of low lifers reach out and uh and and with kind words about that so i appreciate y'all watching that it was a great way to kick off the year Kay is a pro she runs uh in my opinion one of the best tournament trails in the country and she had to put up with a lot of bs last week there were a lot of people throwing daggers and darts her way uh some things that if had they been said to my wife uh people wouldn't have teeth <laughs> like because it, it's it's crazy and she can certainly take it out i mean take take the uh take the heat and uh and she can she can give it back she's she is uh certainly capable but they were just people push push the lines a little bit at times and uh and she's she it's never an easy decision and it was funny we we talk about it you know you got to be mentally tough and the cold took a lot of folks out before blast off. And as far as from just being in the tournament, we had a little over 90 teams out of the 100. We had some guys that fish MPFL that couldn't fish Logan, the Logan event because of uh, off limits. So had a few boats and you had some folks elect to not show up. You had, uh, but over 90 fished great event took 17 and a half to win. Congrats to Jed Lamb and Andrew Loberg, who's one of the brightest spots in the fishing industry. He's now a uh, Gunnersville resident by way of California. Talented young man, fantastic young angler, and Jed Lamb, big in that duck hunting world. Oh, and and is just equally obsessed with chasing them bass. So uh, cool to see them get the W over Zeke Gossett and Ethan King. Ethan King to Logan Martin Hammers, both fantastic fishermen all over the state of Alabama and everywhere else they go. And I actually got to spend some time on the water with them in the freezing cold, 39 and 40 degree water temperatures and watch them do work. It was awesome. Really good time. The only thing that sucked about the entire thing was that 14 degrees on the takeoff boat, calling out the boat numbers. I had ice in my beard by the time it was over with literally. And uh, I ain't gonna lie. That was uncomfortable. It was uncomfortable, but it warmed up pretty quick long as you were later layered up and it was funny the guys catching them they didn't they didn't uh pay attention to the cold at all and uh the event came off without a hitch and ultimately the right decision was made regardless of what anybody thinks and and she uh like she said on her podcast and I'll, I'll back her up here nobody works harder she's great at her job we're in her i think this is the 11th season of the alabama bass trail she knows what she's doing she knows what she's doing she's great with sponsors she's great with the anglers and uh you know, she had to move it a day, but listen, man, you're going to cancel a tournament that, uh, the high is going to be around 40 for the day. Like we fish, we fish a lot colder events in all tournament trails. Now 14 at takeoff did suck, but the, the ramps were salted, uh, and sanded no issues. There were some boats frozen to trailers, but that's going to happen in the cold. It does. And, uh, there were some live well pumps not working. It was interesting, but the people that over, uh, you know, rode through those tough conditions took home the title. But uh, can't thank y'all again. The low lifers enough for the support. A lot of kind words. I love that gig. I love the team. John Simpson, Daniel Montgomery, her tournament staff there. Got to work with my buddy, stupid dumb Darian. Got to work with my buddy, Jason Duran. 
doing the live coverage. Uh, Jason's worked all, all the uh, seasons that she's been doing live, so he's the veteran. We're the rookies coming in, and dude, he is a pro. So much fun working with him, and and uh, and then getting the band back together with Stupid Dumb Darian was was awesome as well. So shout out to Kay for trusting us with the trail and kind of being the voices and the faces of the things going on, and and a lot of a lot of really good teams in that. And uh, in two weeks, we we have the kickoff to the abt south so busy year man gonna be uh i don't think i have a weekend between now and june a saturday anyways between mpfl and abt but blessed beyond belief and grateful that i get to do the things that i get to do that is for sure so uh thanks to all of y'all uh for making it possible that's that's who i got to thank that's for sure let's uh let's also thank some sponsors and then let's jump into some things big news man i need a i need a big news you know, I got this. We do this all the time. You know, we do the, uh, we do that. We do that thing. We need, oh, here's a big news one right here. Big news. Let's do this again one more time. Big news from Sponsorland. Gill Fishing. Gill Fishing, we announced uh, here on the show they were going to work on something special for all you low lifers, and they have done just that. They have done just that. I was able to uh, wear that new apex pro x the rain suit that they have uh with the expel x p e l expel technology this weekend over uh kind of over all my layering that i had which was some other gill goodness uh shout out to gill for getting me gloves and uh, i actually talked about this last week and my buddy michael mcclain that works for ups actually went and dug through a frozen trailer to get my gill stuff to me uh so shout out to michael mcclain as well uh Larsburg, Tennessee's on and my dude, but he went and dug through trailers on a Saturday before I had to go to ABT. So he is the real hero with Gil on that. But I had some Gil gloves that I, that I wore as well. But uh, I got to wear that new Pro X suit. Uh, very cool design, zips up on the side. So there's no water chance for water intrusion right here in the front, which is where a lot of water you know, intrudes on a lot of bibs, but the bibs come up very high. They have Velcro. They don't fall off your, they don't fall off of your shoulders. I really loved the suit. I have a Fitzroy jacket, kind of a puffer jacket, if you will. And, uh, kept me very warm for sure. Uh, but the cool thing about Gil, you can get on there and check it out. And here's the offer for all you low lifers. Here's the offer. So we're going to do this. This is, this is exclusive for the show. This is exclusive for the low lifers. And, um, obviously don't feel obligated to this, but if you want to sp- support a sponsor of the show, here we go. So this is special for us. You can use code LBL gift, LBL gift at checkout at gillfishing.com. Okay. And you're going to get a free gift. If you spend $100, $100 sounds like a lot, but you buy a shirt, you get a jacket, you get some shoes, you get some beanies, you get some gloves, get some sun shirts, whatever the case may be, get on there you will find something that you like. But if you do and you use that code, you're going to get a free gift that's exclusive just for the low lifers and this. So we're going to break it up by the season. And right now you're thinking, man, my ears are cold. My ears are cold. So if you spend a hundred bucks, you're going to get their reversible beanie for free. Okay. And for me, uh, I've got one of those. I just, just tried that out last weekend. They're bad to the bone. But you're going to get that for free for being a low lifer. You use code LBL gift if you spend 100 bucks. They also have a winter sale going on right now with free shipping. I think they got like 60% off of a lot of items on there. So go check it out. But that gift 
and this is very special to me, and I said this in the first announcement, but Gil, they're going to do a different gift based on the season. So we've got some really cool stuff lined up down the road. That gift is going to change. But if you're in the market for a rain suit, if you're in the market uh, for some cold weather gear, whether that be gloves, beanies, whatever, get on there, dude. They've got it going on. They started in the sailing world, and they've worked their way into bass fishing and uh, all fishing. Go check it out. Gill Fishing, helping out the lowlifers. Uh, that's the longest ad read that I will ever do for Gill or anybody else, trust me. But, I, but I, I'm so excited about that uh, that opportunity for the lowlifers and that people care enough about this show to support it. So support the people that support Low Budget Live. Pro Guy Batteries, ProGuyBatteries.com is where they can be found. You can use code LBL10. Again, a gift for the lowlifers, a discount at ProGuyBatteries.com. Go check out the new lithiums. I just got mine this week. Ooh, got them 36-volt lithiums all in one piece there. Go check them out. Lithium cranking batteries that meet a lot of engine manufacturer requirements. They've got the AGMs, though, if you're in the market for new batteries and maybe you don't want to spring for lithiums or maybe you don't want lithiums. I promise you, their AGMs, that 31 AGM is a bad son of a gun. And they've got it in other sizes as well. But they've been in the battery business for 30 years Trust people that know what they're doing. There are a lot of battery companies. They pop up all the time. Trust me, ProGuy Batteries, their OEM standard equipment, and so many bass boats. ProGuyBatteries.com is where you want to be. Another place on the internet you want to be, your wife, your, your, your wife, your wife might not want you there. No, I'm not talking about OnlyFans. I'm talking about Bait-Works.com, bait wrx dot com is where you can use code duncan dash 10 and it's gonna save you money if you're a low lifer it lets you know lets them know you're a low lifer and it gets you a break on tackle do not do not order it if you don't want it they're gonna bring it to you they're gonna get it out the door they have very fast shipping they've got a ton of brands that they carry fantastic inventory if you're ever out there in Springfield, Missouri, they got a fantastic store. You can go poke around for yourself, but you name it, they got it. Absolutely amazing, amazing folks to work with. And, and no big deal, but it is the online exclusive retailer for this little bad boy right here. What's that, you ask? The LOB jig. The lots of bites getter. It's right here. Custom three all trocar hook. Three eighths and half ounce available power finesse jig in multiple colors we're launching a new color at the classic fingers crossed it's gonna be awesome bait-works.com and last but not least hang the imaginary banner express boats the original all welded aluminum boat there in hot springs arkansas some of the most fantastic people in this entire marine industry and fishing world the original the og bassmaster classic winning Aluminum bass boat. They were doing it before it was cool. Before Gussie. They were doing it before it was cool out there at Express Boats. I just picked up my new X21 LE. Uh, as I record this, I went and got it yesterday. I did a 12-hour turn and burn. I'm wore out from it, my old butt, but uh, I got it. A Lots of uh, cool upgrades, I should say, that I'll be showing you soon. I'll be doing a video. I have nothing on it other than a trolling motor. I don't have my batteries installed. I don't have uh, my graphs on, but uh, 
Got to do that very quick because I'm I'm ready to get on the water. But it is safe. It is here at the Traveling Circus headquarters and uh, ready to be locked and loaded with all sorts of fishing gear. Probably too much, more than I'll ever use. But it's got that kind of storage, so you can do that. It's got my 250 Yamaha show on there, the baddest engine in the game as far as I'm concerned. That gets me the fastest hole shot in the game as far as I am concerned. Absolute uh, beast of a boat, 96-inch beam. Super stable. I get questions all the time about the boat, uh, and you give up nothing, in my opinion, uh, except you keep some change in your pocket. If you're looking for a 21-foot boat that's the most versatile out there that's not going to break the bank, the X21 Pro or X21 Pro LE, the X19 is also available. They have various models. Check them out, expressboats.com. Go to your local dealer. Go to a boat show. Check them out. Check them out. Express Boats, building excitement since 1966. Okay. It was kind of a long spot to read, and I know y'all are probably going to complain about it, and that's fine. That's what that's that you have that right. I listen to a lot of podcasts, and when I know what the guy's going to say, I like, I'll fast forward through it. But sometimes there's some gems in there, and I feel like everybody we work with here, us low lifers, they offer us uh, deals and discounts and breaks. So I appreciate y'all that uh, that do listen and check that out. But uh, the Gill gift is very cool, so go go check that out. Hundred bucks might sound like a lot. That's like one item. Their jackets are bad ice. Their shirts are bad ice. There's lots of stuff on there. Go check that out. Uh, I'm really proud of that, in case you can't tell. I like I like the folks at Gill, and uh, I've liked the gear there for a long time and just grateful that they worked out a special program for us. All right, moving on. I want to thank Matt Pangrat Panger himself. Had me on Bass Talk Live this week. So many of y'all reached out to me about that. I, uh, I greatly appreciate that. It was fun. It's fun being in that seat instead of this seat sometimes. And uh, I don't do enough of that in life, but uh, doing other shows. But I uh, thoroughly enjoyed that. Matt is a uh, – tell you what, it, it made, me, made me jealous. Made me jealous. He does such a great job. And, uh, like, just the fact that he has commercial breaks and different things and the fact that he does so many shows, uh, just shout out Matt. Like, he's, uh, he's killing it, and uh, I appreciate him having me on. That's for sure. Good dude right there. So – Finally, finally, it's uh, it's fishing season. We got BPT coming up this week. We've got MPFL coming up this week. I'll be in studio in Wisconsin up there freezing to death, uh, hoping that the anglers on Logan Martin aren't freezing to death. And BPT, they will be at Toledo Bend. So we're kind of on top of each other this week. So Zach Burge actually won't be at the MPFL. He'll be at the BPT. Uh, but we got a cast of characters that will be down there chasing those bass on logan martin for our first event of the year so uh we'll go live on friday be sure to tune in friday saturday me and the big cat will be in studio together so uh go go check us out there it's going to be uh fun tnpfl.com i believe you're gonna be on facebook and youtube for the first couple hours and then there's a switcherooski that happens after that and i don't have all the details just yet but there you go um so follow us chase us around as we jump all over the place with the coverage uh we appreciate the support. All right, I gotta I gotta say this just because I feel like tournament fishermen in general, and myself included, and Matt and I talked about this a little in BTL, but we get a bad rap. We get a bad rap for drama, and there's it's toxicity, and there's arguing back and forth, and forward facing sonar in this league and that league and all that. But dude, I'm just gonna tell you right now, and I'm not saying this in a negative way, but there's some drama in that swim bait world, and I get it. I get it, especially if you're a guy that designed something originally 
and it's your baby and there have been lots of plays on it and different things come out but man if you're not following along with some of the uh six cents versus Guggen's versus 316 lure company versus you know uh chris aldane in there you got lunkers tv making videos you got millican making videos uh and i'm not seeing all these i hear about it i see posts and things but uh it's wild and uh, my favorite thing is as uh i believe it's mickey from 316 lure company he called them dinglings and i i think that's a solid insult i like that uh you know He's a religious man, so he didn't just go for the gusto there, but he called them dinglings. And he's like, all these dinglings are arguing, and so I'm going to set the record straight. Dude, I, I saw his video, and he's talking about the history of 316 and his swim bait manufacturing, and it's pretty freaking cool. It's on his Instagram. You can go check that out. Uh, listen, and we all just squirrels trying to get a nut out here. You know what I'm saying? I get it. Uh, but, man, they like to argue. Those the, the guys that are – and I have a lot of dear friends in the swim bait world that don't care about tournaments, and that's all they do. And it's a uh, – there's a lot of gatekeeping that goes on in it, but the tournament world's the same. The tournament world's the same. There's a lot of gatekeeping that goes on in that world as well. So, um, interesting, though. Go check that out. Uh, it's it's worth a watch to educate yourself on a lot of different things. And, and uh, I did watch Turkle's video – um uh there rob and uh he's a scientist now and but it was interesting and he's right about you know bait companies knocking off other bait companies and he kind of went through that route millican made a video a few years ago kind of stating the same uh thing talking about the googans knocking off six cents and this was rob's response to three years ago uh that happening but uh some interesting stuff in there in in all all the videos uh i'm not taking a side with any damn body to be honest because i don't care that much uh but uh some interesting stuff so go educate yourself and uh it is it is interesting to see but man that swim bait world they uh they'll get after it way more than us tournament uh mouth runners will trust me and uh rightfully so on some of it and some of it's just funny but dingalings those dingalings are arguing <laughs> we same could be said for us tournament uh tournament junkies as well that is for sure all right we're fixing to get hooked up. We're going to get hooked up with our guests presented by Eagle Claw Fishing. Uh, thanks to the folks at Eagle Claw for always having my back and uh, and bringing you this guest today. So our guest today, he's won $729,000 in a very short career. He has been uh, 54 times in the money out of 68 events he has fished with the Bass Mastos. He was the 2019 Rookie of the Year. He got an Elite Series dub in 2022. He is now fishing the MPFL as well. He's one of the most talented anglers. He has never finished out of the top 20 in the Bassmaster Elite Series Angler of the Year race. Ladies and gentlemen, one of the Drews, Drew Cook. All right, as promised, here he is. He's loading the truck, getting ready to go, hopefully, fingers crossed, not freeze at Logan Martin like I did last weekend in the Alabama Bass Trail. Drew Cook, how are you, buddy? Pretty good. I appreciate you having me on, Luke. Uh, yeah, it's we're down to the nitty gritty now. We got the trucks in the shop. I got all everything boxed up. I redid all my tackle organization this off season. Um, we're loading her up, fixing to head to Alabama. Well, I got I got to kick off with that. I know you and Patrick Walters are boys, and you and Trent Palmer and Corbish Lee, and you're gonna you're gonna mix it up in that house this year with that crew that they notched like I don't know. I think it was like three top threes or top fives together. It was stupid. Uh, I called them the three best friends that anybody could have last year. It was just silly the stuff they did in the MPFL. But 
And I've asked everybody, I had Burge on, I had Kyle Welcher on. What was that decision-making process for you to add more tournaments? Obviously, you're a tournament angler. So what you do for a living. You guys only get to fish eight or nine if you're not fishing the opens. So what? where does that decision come from? Because I know it's a, it's a lot of money. It's a lot of added travel. It act, makes the schedule, schedule a little busier. But how did that come about to add MPFL this year? Um, you know, I, the past three or four years, I've been fishing the opens. Um, and I was really just fishing the opens to – to fish a tournament and not worry about points and, you know, just kind of have fun. Um, but what I found myself, what, what I found happening, especially after like the, the first open last year, I was literally just trying to stay out of people's way. Um, Cause wow. they had a lot riding on, on those tournaments and where I really didn't, um, you know, I was just there fishing. And so I was just trying to stay out of everybody's way. And if you really look at it, that's not very, very good way to make money. Um, you know, you're not trying to win. And, and the payout, you know, really wasn't all that great. Um, I was going to fish the MPFL last year. Yeah, uh, I remember hearing that rumor. Yeah. We, uh, I, I just couldn't, I couldn't throw away five grand right off the gate because um, we had one conflict and, I actually pointed out to Patrick as he was on his way to that tournament that we had the classic practice. Uh, so he turned around and came back, but I wanted to do it. And, you know, it just, some things changed uh, in my life sponsorship wise, you know, family wise that I I figured we, we could do it. And man, it, it's hard to hit a home run but it's even harder when you only swing the bat nine times. Mm -hmm. So you add a couple more at bats on there, you know, it's a little bit easier to make, you know, make a home run or hit a home run, but it's going to be a little different because like right now I'm 70 grand in the hole before anything ever happens. I I was going to talk about, you know, obviously I've worked for MPFLs going into year four. I, I enjoy what I do there. I believed in it from the, you know, from the beginning, once I, I met with the owners and what they were trying to do. And and I felt like bass fishing definitely had a spot, you know, and uh, I was on BTL, Matt Pangrak this week. And Matt said, well, where, where do they fall in the ranks of fishing? Is it a trail? Is it a supplement income trail for pros? Is it for up and comers? Is it for guys that don't want to fish the elites, but are stone cold hammers? And I said, yes, because I really don't know what the identity is because it is a mix of all things, but I think that I I do believe in what they're doing. But that being said, it's another 30 grand out of your bank account, 31,000, something like that. So we can talk about the realities of pro fishing and dude, that ain't an easy pill to swallow. No, it's not. And I mean, in all reality, it's hard to make money just fishing, you Mm -hmm. know, like there, I mean, you can make some money, but, at the end of the year, you look back, you had a great year, and you're like, man, we spent a lot of money trying to make a little bit. So <laughs> it uh, it's a little different. This is It's a very hard thing to do, this whole line of work. It's amazing. Don't get me wrong. I love it. Love it to death. Wouldn't trade for anything. But that side of it, you know, obviously is, is tough. And then, you know, leaving your kids is – is even tougher i have two kids now i just had my second um in december and we're gonna have to figure out a way to make enough money for them to travel with me 
Um, so you're not, cause you got to put that stuff out of your head when you're fishing, man. It's so yes. hard to do. Um, especially whenever your kid's talking and he understands like that you're, you're gone and you're not going to be leaving. home. Yeah. Uh, that, that makes it even worse, but. I, I get it, man. I travel a ton with my, I mean, my entire, my kids, the entire time they've been on earth and it gets, it does get trickier when they start talking and they acknowledge things. And then every time you, if you're gone for three or four days or heck, even three minutes, sometimes you come back in and they've learned something new or they're doing something really cool and you haven't been there to see every second of it. And, and dude, that's any dad, whether you're traveling, whether you're going to your nine to five every single day and you have to, to leave the kids and they're at school or daycare or at home with their mom. Like it's, it's not easy, especially in those beginning years, man. Now look, mine are teenagers now. And I'm like, deuces, I'm out of here. <laughs> Uh, you know, some, some weeks I'm like, I'll, I'll catch y'all. I'll catch y'all when daddy gets back, uh, quit <laughs> holes while I'm gone. You know, uh, no, nah, man, I, it's, uh, it's not easy being a traveling dad. That's for dang sure. Yeah. It, um, it, I think that's why you see a lot of people, you know, they're, they come onto the scene. They're really good. They're really hot, you know, having great years. And then something changes where they just kind of just slip away. And I think that really weighs on them um, and learning how to, I mean, focus, but like hyper focus and, and block that stuff out, especially during the event that you have to kind of learn what to do. Well, and it's a careful balance too, right? Because you want to put all you can into your profession, whatever that is. And in fishing, like you got to go pre-fish, you got to work for sponsors. You got to stay on social media. You guys film everything you do. So you got to worry about that. And then you got to make sure that your family's getting the kind of time they deserve. And sometimes when you're out there, there's stuff going on at home. Like you're saying, it's in the back of your mind, man. I think back to so many FLWs where just hell would break loose. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you got craziness. I mean, I'll give you an example from just last weekend. I'm doing Alabama Bass Trail live coverage. My wife texts me. Our driveway was a sheet of black ice for almost eight days. I barely got out of it to get down to Logan Martin. It was silly. Uh, once I got to the highway, I was good. My 16 year old or 17 year old, excuse me, Wes went to back around his sister's car and almost ended up in the bottom of a holler behind the bar and grill right here where I sit. And Marissa, she's texting me like, Hey, I know you're on live, but we've got a little problem. And if it wasn't for a sapling tree, he would have been in the bottom, like 40 feet down in this Southern Tennessee holler. And it's like, it's just always something like that <laughs> when yeah. he got full of them you know and i'm like well i'm three hours away i love you just leave the truck there and i'll get it when i get home if you yeah. guys try to pull it out like i don't know what i can do and she my wife's really good about not letting me know hiding stuff from me if you will mm -hmm. it's like hey you're in the middle of stuff but but sometimes like you got things going on man it is hard so uh it certainly uh adds that other element and I think um adds another element to it and i think it's interesting you say there are a lot of young guys that come on the scene they come straight out of college. You you've been one. I, I can think of several and dude, they blow the world up. They're, they're all it is is fishing. You fish, 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 fish. Then you meet a woman and you, and you get engaged and then you get married and that changes a little bit. And then you start a family and it's like, you got that mortgage, you got different pressures on you. Um, do you feel that now though, that you're a father too? And, and you know, married father too. So you've got, that added responsibility, do you take that into each season with you now? I mean, like, hey, we got to make some money because we got them babies. 
Oh, absolutely. And like on the elite series, that's how me and Benton have really tackled it from the, from the get go. I mean, this is a business. This is about making money. Um, and we share everything. Sure. It's harder to win that way, but not really. I mean, we've both won the past two years, um, yeah. sharing everything. So it, it helps you way, way more than it hurts you. Um, especially whenever you, you really need it, whether you had to miss some practice or had a bad practice and just never figured it out. When you have somebody else there to help you, it makes life a lot easier, but there's absolutely that pressure. Um, and fortunately every year that I've like gone into the elites, I've been super like had a big old gorilla on your back. Mm -hmm. But if I'm not mistaken, I think pretty much like every year, but my rookie year, I made a top 10 the first event and that like, you know, even though it's only like 12 or 14, 15 grand, that monkey gets off for a little bit. And, you know, then you you got that momentum going and then you end up making, you know, quite a few checks and, you know, have a couple top 10s mixed in there and you have a, have a good year already, like through the halfway point. So that kind of eases that pressure. It's like it's like I say, getting that foundation built on a tournament day, right? If you catch a limit right out of the giddy, that's at least out of your mind. And you can fish a little freer, especially if it's a good limit. You know, you can you can start working your way up that ladder. I say that on MPFL Live a ton. Like that foundation is so huge. Getting getting that monkey off your back, that gorilla, uh, whether it's a single day event or an entire the single a single day of an event or the entire event to start the year or midway through the year, you know, you need those turning points sometimes <laughs> like having that gorilla gone, man, because like you said, you're not the only one. There are a lot of them, 70, 80, a oh, hundred dollars yeah. in debt, uh, out there with their wraps and <laughs> the wrap trucks and boats. And we're all out here doing it. But at the same time, everybody's kind of in the same boat when it comes to expenses and entry fees. And man, there are a lot of people just that drown from the pressure. And I think, uh, it is a mental game. I said this a lot last week in the cold at Logan Martin. Every tournament, every season, the guys that are mentally tougher than the other ones that can block out certain factors are always the one that rises to the top, man. Like, and, and I, you're obviously one of those. You look at your angler of the year standings. We talked about this a little bit before I hit record, but 2019, you win rookie of the year. You finish seventh overall. Not a bad way to come on <laughs> come into yeah. the sport of professional bass fishing but then in 20 you go 18th which is nothing to sneeze at then you go 10th in the angler of the year in 2021 12th in 2022 and fourth this year you got a win in 2022 i mean dude you're this close you're this close i talked to welcher about this last week he he notched one but you're this close to winning an angler of the year in my opinion what does it take to go from fourth to first, do you think, for you this year or next year coming up? What's that? What are you missing? Like in your mind, when you go back and look at a season, what are you missing to get from fourth to first? Well, you know, I missed a, I missed a cut this year. Okay. Um, at Sabine. I actually had the worst finish of my career at the Sabine and uh, finished, I think, 80th. And at that point in time, Cobb was winning or leading AOI by like 20 points on me. So I really needed Cobb to have a bad tournament. And Cobb finished 81st. So I got one point on Cobb that whole deal. We just, it just was terrible. But 
I, I mean, that that whole year, really, you can go back to one fish. Um, at the Sabine on day two, I found it was – I'm sure it was the release fish that um, – uh, I forget who caught it. It was like a five-something. Well, I, it was swimming down the bank, and I chased it down the bank with a drop shot and a wacky rig and everything. That fish bites, and I land it. I automatically make the cut, but probably end up, you know, realistically somewhere in the 30s just because of a, be a five-and-a-half-pounder. Yeah. Um, and it, it wouldn't bite. I, I mean – But you sure, saw it I, on the dirty oh, yeah. river, and it was just cruising around. Of course, Drew Cook saw it with those eagle eyes. For for probably, I mean, I've, I've fished for it for probably about six or seven minutes, um, chasing it down crazy. the bank. And I mean, I had my my GoPro going. I didn't I didn't have a marshal. Uh, I was by myself. So whenever I saw it, I made sure that I told my GoPro that I saw it and that I was chasing it down the bank. And me and Swindle talked about this this weekend. Dude, I could have popped that hook out of that thing and, and got him right up under the, you know, up here and caught him. And, but then, you know, it wouldn't have worked out down the road. Uh, That's right. But That's right. The way my year was going, whenever I saw it and started chasing down the bank, I was like, dude, I'm fixing to catch a five something on Sabine and make an epic comeback. And, See, you know, that's just I, how it was going. I like you a lot, Drew. I have since the first time I met you and you saying that right there, that and that would have changed the complexion of angler of the year and i like that you had that moment with yourself right that you uh you weren't desperate because you know i mean yeah you could have done it uh and that's what's beautiful about our sport for the ones that play it the right way i, lo I love that man because i ain't saying but there's been some there's been some titles won oh, yeah. <laughs> folks didn't think about that like you did um because it is a it's a it's a sport where we self police Nine out of ten times, even if you got a marshal in the boat, that marshal might be starstruck. I've said this before. It's like boat officials in MLF. They may be starstruck and kind of go, eh, it's okay. I'm a big Drew Cook fan. It's all right. You know, and they and then how do you get that where that guy's got to be kind of a quote official and watch you and he's gonna argue not a fan. Right, and not a fan. That's a very tricky deal, man. So it is still, even if somebody's in your boat, it is self-policing at its finest. Our sport has to be even in pro co-angler situations it's still self-policing because you know like i do we, we've heard stories over the years but there's there's been arguments between pros and co-anglers when a co-angler calls a guy out hey i don't think that was right there's been discrepancies over the years so good for you man because uh sometimes that desperation creeps in you know to folks and and i i'm and i you didn't even have to say that out loud because i know that about you you would have never uh you'd have never tossed over and said yeah Oops, didn't yeah. see it, snagged it. Uh, yeah. Boy, so I love that, man. And uh, and Gerald Gerald might have done that. Let's be honest. Gerald, <laughs> he couldn't have seen it, first of all, because he's blind as a bat because he's old as dirt. But, uh, no, G-Man wouldn't have done that either. But uh, that's awesome, man. And that, and that would have, though. That changes the whole complexion of everything. Uh, let me ask you this, because I know you're a shallow water, and I hate all the forward-facing sonar talk. I feel like it's all we get to talk about. But in this time where the internet, uh, the, the overall theme is if you don't have forward facing, if you're not great with forward facing, you can't win. One of your best buds, Patrick, obviously he's embraced it, but he's also really sneaky good at everything else as well. He always has been. But are you embracing it more? Because I know you love to sight fish. Obviously, you can't do that all the time. 
uh, you're an expert at it. When you get your shots, you're going to be right there in the mix. We know that. We've learned that about you. But are you embracing that more? Are you still sticking to the shallow water deal? Because fourth place in the angler of the year, you got to go up north. You got to do other things. Are you embracing it more, mixing it in? Yeah. Oh, you have to. Um, as soon as this stuff came out, like I saw the writing on the wall, um, how it was going to go down. And that was at that point in time, I was with one single uh, electronics company and I saw the potential to lose money and lose good finishes because I wasn't running that. And that's whenever mm-hmm. um, I, I switched everything up and uh, I run all, all three brands now because uh, each one of them has something a little bit better in whatever category and a lot of people don't get to use quote unquote the best of everything because they're they're locked down to one one company and man the the one company deals ain't worth a crap anyway uh, no no not at all so i i did i i embraced it and i learned it and kind of hit the hit the ground running with it uh I think there's a lot of untapped uh, things you can do with it that you know haven't really been publicized a lot yet, which is is good. So there's still some things that we're holding back. But the bad thing about it about now is you, whenever somebody does figure something out, they want the the likes, the 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 comments, yes. and the, yes. the all that stuff that they just go post it, blurt it out, whatever. And they don't really think, sit back and think about it. Like if you took that and kept it to yourself, then, you know, for maybe a year or two, then you make hay while the sun's shining and then, you know, go into it. But and and, and look, I'm a guy that obviously I I film, I, I, I tell stories on here. I do things, but I'm also very conscious of, from being a tournament fisherman since I was 10 years old and knowing so many of you guys that I, I care about and I respect. And I, I get in these circles where I get to hear the little sneaky stuff, but we don't talk about the sneaky stuff. Like I don't want to blow dude. I, I've watched, oh, I've been over Patrick's shoulder for two seasons in a row and you see things and I don't, I don't blurt that out on MPFL live. Sorry, viewers, uh, pull the curtain back. But like, I'm not going to go. I'll look at fat camp and be like, mm-mm, mm-mm. like, don't, yeah. don't say that. Like, that because it's his like that's that's we can show so much but at the same time there's a beauty in patrick's worked his ass off to figure certain things out we don't have to expose that for views but i think in this world where we gotta have you have influencers and you have tournament anglers sometimes it's the influencer side of it that aren't tournament anglers that they hear these things and i'm not saying it's wrong but i'm saying four clicks we brad knight said it best he said we sell our soul for a thousand views now he's like crap that it took me 25 years to learn i watched some guy post because he heard me talk about it in a damn you know boat ramp parking lot and and he's like oh check out this big pop art trick and he's like whoa 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 what are you doing i saw one yesterday that when i was on the tour was one of the and it's kind of common knowledge now but it's a deal with google earth and it's a very, very sneaky thing back then. It's not as much anymore, but I saw a guy do it, and I never heard of this person, but it popped up on my Facebook, and it had several thousand views, and it was a full breakdown of how to do X on Google Earth. And I went, that was the most whispered about what yeah. are we doing. And, and I do, because I love content. I love that it's a constant content world. That's fine. But, man, sometimes I think we got to – you kind of got to look at yourself 
and pump the brakes on some of this stuff and go, hey, it's all right if somebody has to earn it a little bit because technology certainly, I won't say made it easier, but it's made fish more accessible. It's made breaking down water uh, a lot easier. But sometimes, like you're saying, some of this stuff gets exposed and there are secrets like, I think, you know, the the old saying that everybody's come up with now is like, well, all you got to do is have forward-facing sonar to catch them. Lies. That's a complete bold-faced lie. If you believe that, you've a, never seen it, you've never been in a boat with it, you've never tried, because I'll assure you, Drew Cook and Patrick Walters have some sneaky things they do to get, make a bass bite every now and then, you know, that uh, versus others, because everybody's got the technology. If all you got to do is have it, there'd be a hundred-way tie for first in every single event ever. <laughs> That's yeah. not the case. It's just not the case. So sometimes, though, back to that original point, I think we got to throttle back on some of the secrets a little bit <laughs> getting out there. Yeah. It, the pros don't want you to know. Swipe up. <laughs> don't do yeah, that. Exactly. Do, you, <laughs> that video right there that you just said pops yeah. up every time <laughs> I get on YouTube. Yeah. Every time. I'll be out here in the shop watching an old uh, Bassmaster video from Lynn Dollar. Don't yeah, know yeah. Shout, is, shout, but out, shout out to you. Shout out, Lynn. Thank yes, you. yes. Shout out, Lynn Dollar. And then that uh, it'll pop up. Five things pros don't yes. want you to know. Yes. Uh, Sight fishing uh, secrets Drew Cook will yeah. never tell you. <laughs> it's like no, stop. I remember when you were doing your little your little shake, your little shimmy to St. John's River, and I'm like, turn the camera off, yeah. <laughs> dude. That's a and that was a you deal. But I'm like, dude, that's such a little, just a little important that action on the bait that makes a difference in the trigger and one to bite. And I'm a, I'm a huge sight fisherman, and I'm like, Zona, get off a, of, get off a of Drew, get off. Yeah, of Drew. but I mean, I and I never claimed to, to oh, excuse me, be the be the creator of that whole deal. No, no, but, no, no. But I got absolutely chastised. I'm sure. That thing. Uh, because they they put my name on it or whatever <laughs> it was i got destroyed in the comments on that I'm thing sure. because somebody from somewhere else yeah. was doing that 12 years ago yeah yeah man sean grigsby did that drew cook's uh, just a follower uh yeah that, that's funny i but i remember that going oh let's not show that like that because because just like whether it's forward facing sonar i hate the argument about bed fishing uh, and we can argue it all day. And I'm sure people get in the comments like, if you got to look at them to catch them, you're not a fisherman. Well, buddy, I've looked at a bunch of them. Uh, you can't put them in a dump truck. The ones I've caught looking at them. And, uh, and I'm sure you could put them in 20 dump trucks, but, uh, just cause you can see them don't mean you can catch them. I promise you I've gone behind a mini man and caught one that he couldn't catch. I mean, and they've, and they came behind me and caught them too. People that are a lot better at it than I've ever been, but just cause you can see it laying up there. Don't mean it's fixing a bite. So, there are subtleties and it doesn't matter, dude. Same goes for spinnerbait fishing, you know, ledge fishing, whatever. There are intricacies to all of this stuff. Um, for damn sure. And none of it's easy anymore. Drew. None of it's easy anymore. Speaking of uh of not easy, you uh you and and Drew Benton, you guys are making some big moves. Um uh, Sponsor wise, you've been kind of with some of the same stable for a long time and uh, just announced just this past week, got some big changes and some exciting news. You're actually adding to, you've been with Spro, but you guys got some interesting stuff coming out from Spro, sounds like. Yeah, we, um, man, we got an awesome opportunity, honestly. It, uh, uh, you know, everybody's always had baits that 
they wish they could tweak just a little bit or, or add, take this from this bait and this, this bait and add them together or whatever. But we get that opportunity now with Spro. Um, we're, we're coming out with a soft plastic line for them. And um, we're really excited about it. We've already got some shapes. Um, I think we got three shapes now. We've got a, like a pitching bait, punching, uh, a wacky rig bait, and a, uh, a swim bait, like a, like a buzzing swim bait or a trailer. But um, we're going to make one more this year and then four more next year and then kind of see where we stand and see what we need to add. Um, and I think after these four, we're going to work with Chris Johnson and, and get some, some really good drop shot, uh, Demiki rig and smallmouth type type baits. And I, I mean, I'm going to put the card in front of the horse here, but I think that in the next like three or four or five years that Spurs going to have some really, really, really good stuff. Um, I know for a fact, they're going to have a phenomenal bed fishing bait because, I'm going to make it. <laughs> I was going to say, there are two guys that got some pretty good eyeballs that have looked at a few working on that deal. Uh, I'm ready. I'm ready for that. Go ahead. If you need some proto, you know, if you need somebody to look at a proto, fish for the proto this spring, you know, that's that's when I try to go every single day that I wake up breathing. <laughs> They're laying all yeah. over the place. I, I tend to try to, I, I lose my mind. My wife tells me every spring, she's like, oh boy, I'll come. There's a couple of local lakes that I always go check first and, kind of checking the water temp, checking the water temp, cruise around and the day they start, she's like, Well, I lost you. I'm like mm-hmm. yep. between there that between that and Turkey's goblin, she's like, Yeah, those those couple months are over. I won't see you for a while. I'm like, nah, at least for a few hours a day. I'm gonna be yeah, be pestering those suckers and uh because dude, listen, I like to make them pay. I know there's a conservation angle to it. Everybody talks about that. Listen, when I get them up there where I where I can locate them and I know where they're at, you know what? They ignore me half the year. Uh they can yeah. I like that. I like to go harass them. And man, I've always, there's just something about though for me. And of course, dude, I'm turning them loose right back there or whatever, but there's something about there every year for me, when I find the first one and I come around a corner and I see that shiny spot or I see that joker ease off by a log, I'm just, it's the same feeling as the first time I ever saw my first bass at like 12 years old. Cause I'll never forget where I was at. And I was in a pond and I, and I caught it. And from that day, I was like, this is all I want to do. I just want to yeah. look like this is, but it's that same dude. It's the same whether I'm, if I'm red, if I get to go red fishing down your way, like that's what I want to do. I don't want to throw a popping cork. Like I want to ride around. Like, can we find them? Oh, yeah. I'm like, look that's what it. I want to do. Like that is whether it's salt or fresh, like seeing them just takes it to another level for me. And you learn so much about them. I feel like too, like, and I think that's why life scope's cool for me because we can see them when they're not up there laying around. Like, yeah how they react to baits and how they react to bait fish and fishing pressure and different things. Like it's been a real learning experience, I think. And, um, and you're kind of mixing, you get to sight fish all year, basically with forward facing to a certain extent. Uh, you know, I mean, that's what it is. Yeah. I, I, I pretty much do the same thing whenever I'm home. Uh, but I've got, you know, Seminole really close. I've got a really awesome local lake, but I, what I, a lot of times I just play with, different stuff like yes i'll go out there i went my rookie year i think maybe the smallest line i'd ever used was 10 or 12 pound tests um i got a bunch of sunline for going up north and i went one day when they were up shallow spawning and i had nothing but six and seven pound line 
on the front deck. And that's what really where I learned that just how much pressure yes. you can put on one with six and seven pound line. Mm-hmm. Like I, don't, I don't know why we ever use 20 or 22. I do a lot, but I mean, you watch those Johnsons catching them small mouth. I mean, they'll grab the dang line. I mean, oh, you yeah. can put some heat on them. Uh, you, you can. And rods are better than they've ever been. Lines better than it's ever been. Hooks are better than they've ever been. Right. And, and everything working in conjunction, like a symphony, almost like you can get away with way more. And I, I think it would surprise a lot of folks. And again, here I go, not giving away too big of a secret, but like I fish light line a lot with large mouth. I mean, I, I just, especially in pressured situations. And I think they're all pressured way more than they used to be. We, we oh, see yeah. it, but even around the bed, like, and some pretty gnarly stuff. I've just learned, like, you take your time, you're all right. Like, line, lines are so much better now. Like I said, you can get him out as long as you just take your time. And he might not bite anything else. I mean, yeah. I, I've seen some fish that won't bite 20. You can see a distinct difference when you pitch it in there versus throwing something little in there. A lot yeah. smaller line. But, but, I mean, John Cox is the, the king of that. He's got, like, six-pound braid and, you know, whatever leader. And he'll start with it. I mean, he don't even want him to. Yeah, that's his, o- that's his opener. Yeah, that's his yeah. opener. He don't, he don't roll in there with 50-pound braid trying to dob one on their head. He just opens with the spinning pole. Oh, yeah, it's amazing. I watched it for years on the FLW Tour. You'd be on the same flat as him, and you're like, what? What yeah. are you doing? <laughs> for years, just kicking our teeth in, man. That's uh, This well, year, actually, when we were at St. Clair, I used four and – four pound line and like uh i guess it would be like four four and a quarter pound line um especially like the third day of that tournament there's a bunch of us fishing around and it made a tremendous difference um went from you know getting one out of 12 to bite to getting seven or eight out of 12 to bite and i did break one off but i broke one off because it was my own deal yeah Um, and it's not like it's not that that big of a deal anymore. You just just get them on, and then we'll worry about getting them in. Pretty much. Well, especially those open water environments like smallmouth. As long as you got the patience, and there's not a rock they can get by <laughs> and get you in, most of the time you can just ride the wave, and you're. I mean, you can you can win that battle as long as they stay pegged. Um, I have only the lightest line I've ever used on a bass, other than like pond fishing. You know, you're fishing for crappie and brim and you'll catch a big bass yeah. down then or whatever i've used four a lot doing that but i have used five sunline before and it's a lot stouter than most people can wrap their head around like i i remember using it in the forestwood cup i fished uh, as a co-angler it was august and it was brutally tough on washtal and i used it there just because the water was gin clear there were a lot of schoolers and fishing behind straighter and practicing you couldn't get bit throwing in there with it and dude i throw that light line in there i mean you they would lock it up uh oh, yeah. that's nerve-wracking i mean you do it's in the back of your mind because out there, there's a lot of timber around there's things that can get you mm-hmm. in uh but i have played around i i like to finesse fish swindle always gives me crap because he says every time he sees me all i'm doing is throwing a wacky worm like he sees me at gunnersville when they're eating a the chatterbait and i'm mm-hmm. throwing a wacky worm I'm like well so i like to do uh or drop shot or something but i like light line i'm not as good like with four pound line, I don't feel like my 
FG knot is good enough to go four braid to four. I think that I would probably lose something because of a Luke issue, a Luke mechanical issue on that. But uh, it's interesting, man. Four pound. I'll delete this part. So not every Elite Series Pro throws four pounds this year. <laughs> well, I, I, I was fortunate that I had it. I actually got the line from a writer's conference the year before, you know, just to take pictures. It had like a bunch of little samples in it. And when we were getting ready to go, I saw it laying on the table, and I was like, you know what? Because I, I remember Taku fishing around Taku the, the last time we were there, and he was snatching them, like, all around us. And I asked him, and he said, I use five-pound Ryan. I, said, well, <laughs> I got some four-pounds. So he said, I got I a shrimp. Giving... I got a shrimp <laughs> and five-pound line. Yeah. So I threw it in there, and luckily I had it. And when it got really tough, I I used it. That's amazing. Dude, I had him on the show one time, I guess it was last year, and he is an incredible interview. Like talking to him, once he gets through my redneck bull crap where he can actually understand a little bit, dude, he is that boy's dialed on that stuff, especially like that. He's got stuff that I hope never gets published. You know what I mean? Just ain't talking yeah. about some, but like I know through the grapevine for people that fish with him. Like Trent. Trent spent a lot of time around Taco. He's like, dude, he, that guy's got so many little sneaky tricks for pressured fish and just thinks about it so so different but uh uh that's funny man i when i had him on the show he was talking about light line i'm like what he's telling me about some real small stuff i'm blowing my mind man uh y'all go back and watch that episode if you haven't that was a fun one from last year he's also terrified of ghosts he sees ghosts all the time zona told me that he's like like terrified of ghosts when he fished with zona he's like thought he saw a ghost while they were on the lake i swear it's like this oh. greatest stories on there. And I asked him about it and he goes, he says, no, Taku and I love ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Shout out to Taku. Um, so I've got to, uh, I, I want to ask you this and, and we'll close with this because I feel like I'm working in your garage right now and I, I don't want to, I don't want to do any work. And I know you got things to do. Um, do you feel like, because I, I, I've been on, I did BTL, like I mentioned, I did uh, my own show here where I've talked to Kyle Welcher and Zach Burge, and you get to rambling off the names. we got a lot of really uh, exciting names coming to MPFL this year. we got some legends. we got some uh, new faces that are new to the MPFL besides you guys, and then we got our MPFL veterans that have been there three years that are a lot of them, dude, to stay in the mix, stone cold fish catchers. Um, but every time I'm like r- running that list down and you're certainly way up there on that list for me, but people cut me off and go, and Drew Cook, and they smile real big, and Drew Cook, like you better not forget about Drew. And and I want to ask you this, man, because you're on a lot of people's lists because of your finishes and because of who you are, but do you feel like you're still under the radar? Because I do. I feel like you're sneaky. I feel like the the fishing world has not jumped on the Drew Cook bandwagon like they should. Yeah, I I mean, negative, I but I feel like you're under the radar. I, I, I agree um, in the grand scheme of everything. Yeah, but it's also kind of a good thing, uh, I guess. You know, you don't have to deal with a bunch of the, the I don't know, I'm not even gonna call it the, the other things that go into this, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. Um, whereas, you know, if I was kind of in that spotlight, I would obviously be working more boat shows and, you know, doing stuff like that. But I think sooner or later, 
we'll, we'll get it figured out. And well, listen, know who again, again, no, they know who you are, but I'm saying from an industry, I just feel like you're one of the names like, dude, you should be mentioned in every conversation of elite series pros, you and Benton both. I think that it, it, of top elite series pros, you go down that list because I rattled off your finishes, but you look at your boy Drew's and he's right there too. It's obviously working. You guys working together. You're very talented anglers and y'all are both benefiting from the teamwork and your skills and work that you put in. But uh, I just feel like, and I don't want to say it's it's disrespectful and I don't even know who I'm talking about right now, to be honest. Like, who, who Whose radar you're not on? But dude, I don't feel like, I feel like there are certain anglers that get talked about some more than they should, to be honest. And I feel like Drew Cook's name is one that needs to be mentioned. And, and look, on this show, it needs to be mentioned more than it is because, dude, you are seven – start your Elite Series career. Let's, let's just read this stat line for all the low-lifers. 68 events, 54 times in the money. 68 events, 54 times in the money. That's incredible. $729,000 in earnings with Bass, 2019 Rookie of the Year. Never been out of the top 20 in the Bassmaster Angler of the year race with, uh, yeah, three top tens mixed in there. Drew Cook, you belong. And I'm glad that, uh, I'm glad you're in this bass fishing world, buddy. And I'm glad you're coming to MPFL. And I have a feeling we're going to have a stat line like that this year in, in, uh, in that tournament, man, in that tournament trail. I, I hope so. You know, I've, uh, kind of prided myself on, on consistency and, uh, me and Lester, we were in Texas this weekend. We were talking about it, and I do feel like you you give up some wins, um, but I think that being consistent. And I said that I wanted to be like uh, Todd Faircloth, Jared Littner, and and Lester. I wanted every time you watch that show, whenever the AOI standings come up. You saw my name. And that's how it was with Todd Faircloth. I feel like Todd Faircloth is one of the best anglers that is under the radar. Million percent. To ever pick up a rod and reel in professional division. Million percent, Todd Faircloth. Super consistent. Uh, Littner was the same way. I mean, they called him the milkman because he showed up every day. Uh, Mm -hmm. Lester is is the same way. That's what I wanted to be like because – the number one goal is to provide for my family, you know, yep. to make money, to, to be able to continue to do this. And I think that the days of the one trick ponies are gone. So you can't really just bank on making your money or one certain time of year or certain events yeah. or whatever, because you can't do that anymore. Um, you know, you had to get good at everything and try to make a check in every tournament. Well, I think for me, that list of guys you routed off there, I mean, for me, too, you got to throw Swindle in there, you know, two-time anger of the year, but always, always, always going to be around the classic cut, going to be in it, going to be up there in the points. On the FLW side of things, for me, forever is one of my closest friends, but Wesley Strader, dude, he was like, boop, $10,000 check, boop, $10,000 check, going to make the force work up, always right there. Andy Morgan, another one of those guys, it was like – Going to have 17 pounds at the end of the day, no matter what. Just going to figure it out. Brian Thrift, which Brian has has wins, but he was another one of those dudes. Just uber consistent. And Swindle has always said this, classics make careers. Classics make careers. I know the wins, the trophies, or what everybody's after, that's cool. But when you're at the big dance, year after year after year, 
that matters. It matters to your sponsors. It matters to your family. And it matters to you as an angler because it proves that you belong year in and year out. And so you got the right approach, dude. You've got a blue trophy. You got a rookie of the year. We're going to see an angler of the year for it's over with. I know it. And uh, you might get you one of those MPFL shields. Will we see it, though, at Logan Martin? Are you a are you a uh, early pre-spawn guy? Do you, are you looking forward to the Coosa River? All this rain uh, we're getting? That, I like all the rain. <laughs> um, I hope oh, the warm, warm rain. It. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I hope you yeah. can walk across it. Uh, I'd yeah. love to go throw a big blade up shallow and stuff like that and, you know, do some cranking. But I still think, you know, it's not all going to be dirty. You know, there's, there's going to be yeah. some scoping going on. And ultimately, that's probably how it's going to be won. But I'm not saying that I, you can't bust a really big bag for a day and a half and and then go scoping. But that Coosa River can be fun, man. It's a it, it's a it's a shallow water angler's dream at times, you know. And and uh, I think I think you guys are going to hit it right because, like I said, there's a warm rain that's very different than a cold rain coming off of this polar vortex. When I was down there with ABT frigid 14 degrees at takeoff we had three or four days where it didn't get above 20 leading up to that now you're on this warming trend headed into practice i think you guys are gonna crack them down there those kusa spots are gonna be ready for all y'all i, I think it's gonna be a a, a good term i kind of wish it was gonna be like what the uh abt was no you um, don't <laughs> I, uh because <laughs> it sucked it sucked oh, i know <laughs> Water. but it was a good tournament, but it sucked. <laughs> but you're only fishing against like 30 people at that point. Million percent. You know? Yes, I'm glad you said that. That's what we'd led. Going into that week, Miss K took a beating from people. I don't want to do this. You shouldn't have this tournament. And look, the day of the event, the high was 42. Now, it sucked that morning. But by yeah. way, in, we were all but in hoodies and, you know, walking around in the sunshine. It felt like you were at the beach after being out there that morning. But, dude, I'm doing coverage on the water. They were catching them in the 14 degrees. It was good. It was fine. But uh, you're right. You take out a large percentage of of tournament anglers, and it doesn't matter if it's cold. It's like this with all this rain. You're going to take out half the people right now that are going to complain about the mud, floating debris. They worry about that. You know what I mean? Like you take people out of every tournament, and they might take themselves out because of of bad practice, and they can't think, all right, well, I still got two more days to figure this out. You know, the, sometimes the guys that can get fluid during the events are the ones that, especially springtime events, do the best. So you're right. When the conditions are like that, the uh, the mental game is the absolute toughest part to win. And the guy who does it is the guy that wins. Yeah. For I sure. agree. Well, Drew, I appreciate you taking the time to come on. I'm sorry I'm not there to help you load your sharp truck. Yeah. Uh, you know, that may be against MPFL rules for the commentating uh, mouth runner guy to load up an angler's truck. I'm not sure. But uh, look forward to uh, hopefully seeing you on live next week, man. And uh, thank you. Good luck this year. I appreciate it, Luke. Y'all have a good one. Uh, thank you for having me on. Absolutely. Drew Cook, everybody. Well, all right. That's all she wrote with Drew Cook. Can't thank him enough for he took time out of packing up the truck right there, headed to that MPFL at Logan Martin. Just a you know, short drive up the road for him, but appreciate him taking time out to uh, to talk with me. We recorded a little early this week because I, I'm, I'm going to be, actually, as you're listening to this, I will have already been 
at the East Tennessee Fishing Show, and my little dude, my youngest rider, turns 13. So on the days that I normally record, going to be doing birthday things and going to be doing fishing show things. And uh, so thanks to Drew for jumping on early this week and uh, and making that happen. I really enjoyed the conversation. Hope you guys did as much as I did as well. Thank y'all to each and every low lifer that tunes in each and every week. We got the classic party nailed down the hunt club in tulsa oklahoma is where it's going down the hunt club i'll have more details to come but the hunt club on saturday night is where that will be going down and going down it will be doing because we're going to be making some cool announcements that night about a lot of life things and uh, some exciting, exciting things happening right now in my world that I'm very grateful for. And again, they're all possible because of you low lifers uh, for supporting me each and every week. All right, I'm going to take you out with Biloxi Blues. Hope you all have a great week and I'll see y'all next time. If the volume works. Oh, it's working. I was just kidding the first time. See ya. Civil War ghost. Well, I'm going to leave them in the past. Any direction, Lord, I'll be fine. It don't matter, east or west. North, south, wherever the wind blows, I'm leaving those burdens in rest. This highway, it does not know my name, and I don't care, no, I don't care. Heading my way for another place. And I got three good tires and a spare Just a white line gypsy getting out of Mississippi With just enough gas to get there